welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Squad Podcast. We are here today with a very special guest, Mr. Clamps, uh, a streamer on Twitch. He's on social media, puts out good content, has great streams, did a 12-hour stream recently, is working on a huge Kickstarter project. Well, to me, it's huge. I, I think it's big. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see it. And uh, he has made several appearances in my uh, Among Us videos. You will... You'll notice him from that. It goes by Clamps, Mr. Clamps. First of all, how are you doing today? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we we kind of I, I kind of botched our first recording, so this is a second take. Um, yeah, no one needs to know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No professionalism. Just you know, for yeah. future guests, uh, it could it could happen to you. Um, it's the joys of live recording. Yeah. Well, first <laughs> off, tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's let's start there. Uh, sure. So I am, um, I guess you could say a part-time streamer. It's not my main job. Um, I, I work at a college in administration, but, um, I consider myself a variety streamer. I play a whole bunch of different games from Nintendo to you know, platformers, anything that's I'm having a fun time with. Um, I try to put out videos on YouTube sporadically. Um, and I just like, it looks like making fun content. Yeah, I, I I try to get into your streams when I can. I was in a little bit of the twelve hour stream that you were doing. I came in at one random part where you were blindfolded. Oh my god! Oh, that was <laughs> never again. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you trying to do with the blindfold? So that was uh, it was it was a challenge they made for myself that if we if we beat this goal, which we did, I would do uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild blindfolded. And I put it to just doing uh, the first section of the game on the Great Plateau, which is like the introductory section. Because um, I played that game so much. That's probably my most streamed game. Yeah. So I know that game very well, especially the beginning, because I've done all a bunch of different <laughs> things, like challenge, like permadeath runs. So I played the intro to that game more times than I can count. And I was like, all right, I feel like I can do this somewhat well blindfolded. And I did better than I thought, but it was it was... Everything kind of got thrown off the rails at one point. And then I also had like um, a text-to-speech thing set up so I could hear what the chat was saying because I was blindfolded and people were having fun with that and just spamming it with like... It would, it would be like five minutes delayed based off of what people were saying because it was having such so much things to read on the backlog. And right. I like, so I was like, never again am I doing this. <laughs> that's wild. That's funny, man. That's, that seems like such a hard game to do that with. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, hey yeah, kudos for trying. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about this Kickstarter project. Well, what is the Kickstarter project that you have going? Um, so it is for the Kickstarter is for a documentary I'm working on, um, which is titled The Friends We Made Along the Way. And it is a documentary about streaming on Twitch, but not so much of just streaming, about the people you've met through streaming and how friendship evolves from there. Um, and the close relationships you can have, especially for me, I just feel like um, I just met so many awesome people. You know, I've met you, and I've met just so many awesome people that it's just like a night to hang out in a voice call and chat with people, or a night to play Among Us and just do crazy stuff like that. And just um, you, you don't expect to make the connections like that. At least I didn't when I started streaming. I was just like, hey, now let's let's try it, and then it led to this. And I was like, you know, there's. So many people I met, so many stories I've learned from people. And it's like this. This should be a story. Like this should be a documentary. So yeah, I will. Um, I will say that when I first heard about, I found out about Discord through playing Among Us because I was trying to figure out how to play with people, and mm -hmm. I I thought that it was so bizarre. 
at first that people would just get into the just chattings like or they get into the voice get into the voice calls and just sit there and talk to each other i was like man these people don't even know each other i was like how do you just sit there and talk to a bunch of strangers and then like after joining uh well i guess what's the wabafet now it was hawks discord at the time like everybody was in hawks discord and you know i found myself becoming one of those people and i was like i was like you don't think that you can make those kinds of connections online and then you really do with people man you meet a lot of it's it's such a big broad space that it's an opportunity to meet people of all types right absolutely i was i was thinking the other day it's you know when i first joined the wab like i knew most of you but like i don't know if i would consider myself super close but i was like mostly shocked with like the way everyone talks to each other it's like they've known each other since like fifth grade and they've been going over to your house to play super smash bros or mario kart and just spend hours trash talking each other and it's like no we've known each other for like four months and it's just like wow it's just amazing how like quickly like the friendship just build from there it was crazy um so that's what the documentary is about and you know with being the world how it is and you know, technically there still is a pandemic going on. So it's kind of like a lot of these interviews are happening remotely over discord. Um, but, uh, I know this year it didn't happen last year, but Twitch is, does have a convention, um, which I know a lot of people are going to. So ultimately the Kickstarter was to raise for equipment to shoot, um, in-person stuff. So eventually all these virtual interviews will turn to real life meetups, um, which I feel like can be a very emotional payoff for the film so yeah definitely um, that's what the kickstarter is for and uh congratulations by the way on not only beating or reaching the kickstarter but beating it by a couple hundred dollars so far with still 11 days to go oh thank you yeah it's been it's been a wild wild 20 days so far um yeah i can't believe we did it with with still 11 days left ago that's just crazy yeah i remember getting like seeing the updates like oh 15 days and we're almost there and i feel like that 15 day we were almost there mark felt so long ago and it was only four days ago and now it's you know seeing it past 100 already is 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 pretty incredible And, and it's one of the things that as i as part of the documentary even to to show that a lot of those people that supported i want to imagine were people that you met through you know this this oh, venture yeah. and and it's oh, like yeah, absolutely it's like that that more even reinforces the point of the documentary in my eyes mm-hmm. and i i think it's a pretty great idea and the, the the whole since it is kind of based and focused around twitch even though it's about the people it is about the streaming about the communities about everybody supporting each other and it you know having that climactic end it at twitchcon i think is a great idea as well oh thank you and um, if anybody does want to uh, check out the Kickstarter when this video is posted, this podcast episode, there will be still 10 days at least left. I'll either post it today or tomorrow. So at least 10 days left on this. And I will have the link in the description if you guys want to go support. I'll have Clamps' info. And, um, you know, just it's because it's I feel like this thing needs to be made. It's it's an awesome idea. Thank you. And uh, yes, it will be happening. <laughs> what was uh kind of what do you had? Did you have any expectations for the beginning of it that have, that have somehow changed? Like, is it from from when you first thought of the idea? It has has anything changed in your mind? Do you want to go bigger? Do you want to you know make make any difference? Like, what was what was the? It was there like any single moment that sparked it for you? That was like I'm gonna set this into action and make it happen. 
Uh, well, I remember where it, I came up with the idea. I was talking with my wife. We both went to the same college. Um, we both went to the same major, which was film production. It wasn't a film school, but mm-hmm. there was a film production major at school. Um, so we're both into the media arts and things like that. Um, I kind of went off track with that. Not, not went off track, but I kind of wasn't able to find a job in that field. So I kind of went into different directions. She's still more in that field. Um, and I was thinking, you know, I really would like to use the skills that I learned for my degree to some aspect. For sure. Um, and so we were talking about different, you know, do- we were just talking about documentaries. And at one point I was like, you know, I would really like to do this. Um, and then like kind of the next day I just started putting it in motion, coming up with ideas. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm thinking of doing. And it, and it became more of thinking of doing this. I'm thinking of doing this. Okay, I'm doing this. Because um, I feel like so much in the past I've had ideas where, okay, this is a cool idea. I start it, and then it doesn't really fall through. Right. Um, if, if, like, uh, in 2019, we, we came close to doing a film where it was going to be a Star Wars fan film where we are going to do Kickstarter for it. And we basically had everything got ready to go. I had the, the page on Kickstarter ready to go. I just haven't pressed launch yet. And then 2020 happened, and the funny little oh, thing happened man. there. And everything just kind of fell off there. And we, you know, okay, so we'll, we'll look at it later. And then it just, it just never happened. Um, so I was like, you know, I need to stop letting myself get off track with these things and actually pull the plug and do something I want to do. Um, it hasn't really hit a moment where it's gotten bigger yet. I've only done two or three interviews so far remotely. Um, and I haven't got the camera equipment yet. I would say if anything, the amount of people I'm able to do in-person interviews right now has gotten higher than I thought because... Just so many people that live near. I mean, I live in New York City, so I'm gonna be statistically near more people. Yeah. <laughs> One of the busy, busiest cities in, the Amer- in America, so it's like um, I know like at least ten different streamers that live within like a two-hour radius from me. Oh, nice. So it's like it's like I might as well make the trek. Like I'll be going to um, uh, there's another convention next month that's called PAX. Yeah, um, PAX. That, that's a big video game convention, um, and I know a few people are gonna be there, so I'm gonna do some interviews there too. So. Um, it, it has evolved a little bit being like, okay, let's do stuff here. Let's do stuff here. It doesn't just have to be one final thing at the end. So, right. If, if there was one person that was like your golden interview that you wanted to interview, how far would you be willing to travel to get that interview? <sighs> See, it's, it's a tough question because, uh, 21 year old me would say anywhere i would, I would travel <laughs> yeah. across the world yeah um now as i'm older with a full-time job and it's i'm doing it's a little this, more difficult it's a little bit more difficult so ideally i would go anywhere you know I, w- I would travel anywhere i'm going to be traveling not just i was saying this the other day i'm not people say it as like a metaphor traveling halfway across the country i'll be traveling all the way across the country um to california i live in new york so when it comes down to twitchcon like i i guess that would be my golden interview in a sense i'll be traveling there i'll you know i hope to be meeting you there um and a bunch of other people so i guess that was it i would love to go i you know i have friends over in new zealand that stream and the uk so i would love to go over there too but i don't think that's in the cards yeah realistically uh, not gonna get to that in that time (laughs) right (laughs) yeah i feel that well, yeah, that's cool, man. So, what what uh, what got you into streaming in the first place? When did you start streaming? So, um, I've been on Twitch as you know, normal account since like 2016, I think, or something like that. 
Um, I used to watch a lot of Counter-Strike streamers and things like that. And off and on, I did like a random pop-up stream once without really knowing what I was doing. Um, and I remember one time I was like, probably like 2018, I streamed a random day of like me and my friends playing a board game and it was an IRL stream and we we're just playing a board game. And I, I remember somebody came in and I like, I got like nervous. I was like, who is this? How'd they find me? And I like freaked out and I stopped the stream and I was like, this must be like a DOS attack or something like that. Like I, I freaked out and I didn't go back on Twitch. Um, but when I put it towards a consistent schedule, that was probably uh, September of 2020. Um, so it was during the pandemic, but it was at a point where it was kind of better to go outside again. Um, but it was at a point where I was like, I really want to try this. You know, I tried it in early 2020. I just wasn't feeling it. And then I tried it again. And I was like, okay, this is, I'm really going to try it. It just kind of took off from there. Nice. What was the first game you streamed ever? Ever? Probably Hearthstone. Okay. Um, I played that a lot. Maybe a Counter-Strike game way, way before. I remember early 2020, I did Hearthstone. And then when I started streaming consistently, which I consider my first stream date, um, I think it was either Sea of Thieves or Call of Duty. What was it that you tried to stream back in 2016? That was probably uh, Counter-Strike. Okay. I had to remember. But I feel like that was like... I started it and then like 20 minutes into the game, I stopped it. Like I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. I was like, okay, stop. Yeah. I, I want to say I started streaming around the same time, 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. Cause I think I started streaming right before the affiliate program and I was really heavy on DC universe online. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had a bunch of friends that played it and I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm gonna start streaming. It's like everybody's like, oh, this, and there was like, man, nobody. I mean, when the affiliate program was announced, I was affiliate within a week, and it was oh, yeah. just just because they, I felt like they were just because they're like, oh, you don't have to be partner now, you can be affiliate with less viewers. And I feel like like that initial week, man, Twitch was just throwing them out at everybody. Right. Like you, you literally had to do zero work to right. to become affiliate when it first got dropped. They were just trying to give it to everybody trying to build hype back up i think at the time twitch was like kind of on a on a downhill it, it wasn't right. as big like now it's just getting bigger and bigger every day mm-hmm. what's your what would you think your favorite game to stream is um for a long while it was breath of the wild um for legend of zelda i think i i think i may have played that game into the ground to the point <laughs> where i booted up and it's like all right i don't know what else to do in this yeah. Um, but I enjoy a lot of Mario games. I, 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 my friends joke that I'm very wholesome, but, um, I enjoy, you know, I guess you could say they're more family friendly games. Right. Um, but I, that, those are the games I grew up playing, you know, platformers and things like that. So I enjoy playing that the most. Um, you know, I, I enjoy my story games and, you know, uh, I've been playing Elden Ring on, on stream right now, which is certainly different from what i've normally done but Mm -hmm. i've enjoyed doing that too so i have a large variety but i think at my core i really like being you know platformer nintendo variety yeah yeah i mean and it's it's always solid now that now that nintendo actually lets people stream their games yeah (laughs) uh it's it it is something you know you can you can capture and and you are i mean i i would agree that you are a wholesome streamer like (laughs) I, i i feel like you can your um your demographic range could be a lot wider than like somebody say me for example that's like cussing and yelling and right. you know like 
talking a lot they're like about you know it's and, and, and you know and then the things that i do too are a little more um yeah just less family friendly and then every right. time it, you kind of have a presence about you your stream is always included you're very you know like like let's do like you know with the with the blindfolded thing you got people telling mm -hmm. you things to do over the voice you know uh, voice text text to speech or whatever and you know it's like it's like i i would agree with that and i i do think that that gives you like a really big range and uh oh, well, there's something else i was gonna ask you how do you what, what do you think is i i see your streams i think you stream a decent amount of time actually i i don't always get to chat while i'm in there i'm at work a lot but i do pop into streams and it seems like you have a pretty consistent like where you where you're able to stream a good amount of time how do you how do you schedule your streaming with a full-time job um so i feel like i benefited from always working full-time from when i started streaming i know a lot of people um when they first started streaming you know during the pandemic they were unemployed and this was the only thing they did um, and then when the world started to open up again, they got a job. It, it is a very hard thing to manage to go from full-time job, or work nine to five or work however many hours you work. And then to come home and do this, it, it can be exhausting. And it is for me sometimes too. Um, so the fact that I was always on that schedule certainly helped me. Mm -hmm. um, when I first started streaming, I was, I think I was like three days from home, two days in the office, I think. So it was, it was certainly easier then, too, because it was like you're home, and you go cook, and you, now it's like you drive home, and then you dream and everything like that. I don't have a long commute, which certainly helps, too. I have a three-mile commute to work. Oh, okay. it's not um, bad. So it's not like sitting in traffic for 40 minutes and then go on and have this personality for streaming. Right. Like it, um, so it, that certainly helps. If I had a long drive, it, it would probably suck, and I would not want to stream those days. Um, so really, it's right now, it's just you know working around... The days I do, uh, my wife is currently in grad school, so um, I stream the day she has class. So it's kind of like she has evening classes. So before then, it was just kind of whatever nights I felt like it. Um, and now it's like, well, okay, if she's going to be... I was streaming Mondays and Wednesdays. Her classes are um, Wednesdays and Thursdays. So if I kept that schedule, it's like, well, we're never going to see each other. So yeah. I changed this to be like the day she's in class. So it kind of works out that way. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, if it's a day, I don't mind too much canceling the stream if it's a day at work that's just too hectic and it's like you know the last thing i want to do is go on camera and talk for three hours so i'd be like you know i'm just gonna cancel today um but i think i definitely benefited from always managing that schedule because i think it's 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 a, it's a hard thing to do to manage both schedules yeah absolutely especially and yeah like you said a lot of people did go at it you know like a hundred percent and right and then yeah they didn't know that balance beforehand so yeah that, that can that can make a huge difference oh definitely and then yeah that drive too man after 45 minutes of road rage <laughs> in new york city man i can imagine not wanting to do anything when you get home but die <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so do you do you have any um like i, I wouldn't say like you know like, i i figure the most common answer is people trying to you know make a living streaming and stuff like that but besides like anything financial do you have any big like goals like uh did you see your stream going or your content creation or doing more youtube videos out of your streams or anything like that like is there any bigger picture for you um i mean i'd love to do more on youtube i think that 
honestly, that is the hardest thing to manage with um, working a full-time job because the days when I was working from home, I was able to easily manage editing and working at the same time because you have multiple monitors set up and I can spend a few hours here. And now when you get home, you work all day, 100% in the office. You go home, you stream. There's no time to really edit that. Um, yeah. And I love video editing. Like I, I can get lost in that. So it's like I like to make my, my edits of my streams very like intricate with quick cuts and things like that which can take a very long time you know yeah take a very for long sure. time to do that so i really have no time to do that so i would love to do more on youtube um because i love you know that's what really got me into content creation in the first place i love youtubers that is really with comedy um one of my old friends used to say there's two different types of streamers or youtubers one that is about the skills in the, in the game yeah. and those who tune in to get better at the game information and yeah, then there's the comedians, and I'm terrible at video games. Like, <laughs> I I am no nowhere near a good video game player. I, Same. You know, I play I play Mario and stuff like that. I'm not, a, you know. So I like to make things as funny as I can. So I like my videos to be like that, and inspired by like um, um, Smitty and YouTube channels like that, video game donkey and things like that. It was just absolute chaos. Yeah. Um. So I like to make my videos like that. Um. So I like to make my YouTube videos like that. So I like to make streams like that. But it's just so hard to find the time to edit that. It is. Um, so certainly a goal would be, you know, banged on YouTube more. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, I like where I am on Twitch now. You know, if yeah. it goes somewhere more, that'd be awesome. But if, if it stays here, you know, I'm happy with that too. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I see. I think you're on TikTok, right? Yeah. I, I think I have you on TikTok, and I remember at the time when we were doing like Among Us game nights, like every night. We were playing Among Us like every day, yeah, in, in the WAP. And um, you know, I was like the only one editing up clips every day. And you actually, you, and then I forgot the other person. There was one other person before GK started uploading his clips, but it was you and one other person. And it's like I, I was content doing my morning routine. Like we would play Among Us all night. I would go to sleep. I would wake up at like 6.45 in the morning and get to editing my videos. And mm -hmm. I, I got so stuck in, in a routine that I was autopiloting on up, update, you know, uh, on editing my videos. And it, it was so much, it, it became less passionate and it was more about just getting the clips out for the day because right. one game of Among Us, I could get three YouTube videos out of and like six TikToks or Instagram reels or, you know, and and then uh, I remember seeing one of your videos and I was like, damn, I was like, that was a great fucking video. And oh, and it, yeah. and uh, it it, it kind of re-sparked me wanting to add more to my Among Us videos, like because it was an Among Us video, I think, with one of the games that we all played. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, man, I was like from the same Among Us thing. It's like I was the one, you know, and it was like for me, it wasn't, you know, it was a, it was more friendly competition for myself right. where it was like I was the one uploading and everybody always talking about my videos because everybody always liked to see themselves in my videos. And then I saw your video come out from the same game and yours was better and i, I was like oh, no. i was like man i was like i gotta step up my i gotta <laughs> not 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 that i wouldn't be better than you or anything but i liked your video so much that it made me want to make my videos better like your video you know what i mean oh so, thank you no yours are yours are i i love like i i'm a terrible i mean everyone's their own worst critic but i i will stare at my video <coughs> my videos all day and a video like yours and somebody else's and be like man they're so much more talented than <laughs> what I can do. Like, so I don't, I, I think yours are 
amazing and like the way you can put them out so quickly is also like incredible because i'm such a slow editor yeah i appreciate that i mean yeah i have i took man i went i was in high school in the early 2000s man so and and i took video editing in high school i was doing youtube type videos before youtube existed and i'm kind of mad that i missed the whole wave yeah. you know uh because back at, in the analog days yeah you press the, the buttons and watch yeah. the cigarette burn like even even with uh recording gameplay me and my brother we used to be we used to be sleeping in a garage and we would have we were playing tony hawk on xbox i want to say like one of the tony hawk undergrounds or something like that and we did a we we pointed the camera at the tv to record our gameplay and we did like a mtv crib style like <laughs> tony hawk game and and you know it's like then you know once people started once i heard about youtube and stuff it's like man i was you know on the oh, i've been doing this i've been doing these kinds of videos putting them up for you know just like right. wherever i could find on the internet it was a lot harder to get stuff up on the internet back then but oh, yeah. you know i was like I, i've been making these videos for five years nobody's gonna get anywhere with this <laughs> and, right. then, and then you know now you got people making a million dollars like a month off of youtube videos and it's like man right. I, I, you know, I, w I was featured on Funny or Die for a little while, but I feel like only old oh, people awesome. now know what Funny or Die is. None, none of the newer generation. I'm like, what is that? What is Funny or Die? It's like, do you know who Will Ferrell is? Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's like, so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot different, man. I wish I would have made that, you know, I wish I wouldn't have missed that wave, but, um, but yeah, it's like, and, and of course, everybody is their their own hardest critic, but at least you look at it in that sense that you can look at your videos and feel a certain way. And I think at that particular time, that was my issue is that I wasn't even looking at my video. As soon as I published a video, I, it was out of sight, out of mind. I was moving on to the next one, which is good for consistency. But it's, you know, it's it's to that point where I, you know, have been doing video editing since I was in high school and it's a passion for me. And, right. you know, it's when you see yourself stop putting as much care into your work as you did, you know, it's kind of like, you know, getting that little spark of motivation to get back into it that way is, you know, is, is dope. Well, it's also nice, though, to to counter with that, though. It's nice to put it out there and not be hung up about it because i can i can put it out there and like refresh it like 50 times and be like all right is, is there enough is, is, did the view come in or something <laughs> like that and it's like oh i didn't go through oh i don't like that why did i put this clip there my film professor <laughs> my film professor used to say um films are never finished they're only released right it's like, you're never going to be 100 percent happy with what you put out there so it's just put it out there be happy you finished and you know i yeah. The next project. And, and there was days, man, where I would release a video like an hour late and it would get like a, a, a fraction of the views. I would just delete it and then post it the next morning. So, so it's <sighs> like I, I do have that because then it would get, you know, 3000 more views than it got the day before. So it's like, oh, if I'm only getting like 100 views on this, I'm deleting it. <laughs> and then right. <laughs> uh, unless I had comments from people, if it had comments, I would leave it because the comments mean more to me than the views do right but um yeah if it was just like 100 views 300 views i was like yeah that's going down and and ironically <laughs> enough my my biggest i want to say like around probably i i you know like i don't post a lot on tiktok anymore but i, I would say one of my biggest tiktoks is probably around 50k and it wasn't even like a clip of just me it was like the whole gk uh, uh imposter lover thing and uh <laughs> and it just blew up I was like, man, I'm just gonna start stealing G GK's clips and uploading them, <laughs> just just re-editing them for for better footage. But 
yeah, we could go ahead and wrap this up. It's been about a half hour. I want to thank you again. Uh, anything you want to plug before you uh, jump off? The, the, uh, just to remind everybody real quick, the Kickstarter and his social medias and his Twitch will be in the description of this podcast. Ah, oh, thank you. Um, you know, keep up to date. And if you guys, uh, the, probably the best up to date on the film would be on my Twitter. Um, uh, the film is probably expected to be released sometime May of next year. Um, so it's going to be an ongoing thing. But throughout the year, I'll be you know, kind of leaking some clips out and things like that of different interviews. So you can stay up to date on what's going on there. Um, so that's probably the best place to stay up to date on that. Um, and yeah, you know, hopefully May. I'm assuming, hoping earlier, but I'm giving myself the date of May just to be safe on that. So hopefully um, maybe February. But by the latest May of next year, this will be out and, you know. It'd be nice to see it. Yeah, well, I'm excited, man. Congratulations again on making the Kickstarter. Oh, and, thank you. Uh, it was good having you. Everybody, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Uh, be sure to tune in. I'm tuned and I'm out. Bye. <laughs>